Podcast Babies. I'm Jesse Oliver. I'm Maureen Smith. And I'm Makita Loney. And we're Fat Out of Hell. A bi-weekly podcast where we burn down fat stigma through conversations about our experiences as bad, rad fatties. So take out your extenders and buckle up because it's time to go! Welcome to Hell Podcast, babies. I'm Jesse Oliver. <laughs> I'm Maureen Smith. Makita Loney. And we have a guest today. Hi, I'm Libby. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan how to introduce the guest. Sure Our didn't. bad. Um, <laughs> sorry, Libby. It's like, here, we figure it out. Um, yes, our guest today, Libby, would you like to talk a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm Libby Monahan. I live in the middle of Kansas, basically the middle. Um, and I own a, a small independent used bookstore there. Um, yeah. I really, yeah. you want to know why I hesitated to introduce you? I didn't know mm. if you wanted us to use your last name. So I was like, oh no, Libby <laughs> Ellipsis, would you like to? <laughs> um yeah so a small independent used bookstore that's Mm -hmm. rad as fuck uh (laughs) how did you find yourself doing that okay so i i um this bookstore started it's called twice told tales and it is um it started in 2015 and around that time Uh, I was looking for some part-time work, so I just kind of walked in there and I was like, hey, uh, this is my jam, and whenever you're ready for some part-time help, like, call me. And I made, uh, I became really good friends with the owner. Her name was Jessica, and um, yeah, we hit it off, and I started working there like two days a week, and um, maybe like two years later, she and her spouse needed to move out of state and we were all kind of like, what's going to happen to the bookstore? So um, in time, my, my uh, husband and I decided, Hey, we're ready to take this on. So, so I went from working two days a week to working six days a week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What? Okay. Where in Kansas is it? You said the middle of Kansas. Mm -hmm. We're in a small town called McPherson, Kansas. Oh, McPherson. I feel McPherson. like I've sung there, actually. It's really? possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I Because I think there's a covenant church there. And mm, I went to maybe. a small <laughs> Swedish covenant school that would send me out to do these, like, singing things. And they were always, like, you know, like, I've been to every nondescript mall in middle America. <laughs> right. To, like, you know, you, like, uh, like, I've been to, like lots of little towns like Shawnee Mission or mm-hmm. you know like places and I'm pretty sure I've been to that town in Kansas maybe like years I, ago we are uh there's another teeny <laughs> tinier town um base I basically next door it's about 10 minutes away called Lindsberg and that is a very <gasps> Swedish centric place yes so. that's yep 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 yes <laughs> that would be why I was like I yeah. know I've been to this town um yeah yep uh well what a what a weird coincidence uh <laughs> well so i'm dollar cur- horses for everyone yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> well so i'm curious so the way that we know you libby is through our dear lovely co-host makita i would love for like how did but you two have never actually met no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's one of my favorite people ever. <laughs> would you two would could you two like kind of like tag team like tell us how you two met? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I actually Just Instagram, I think. Yeah. Go Yeah. For it. <laughs> so I remember I, I don't remember like how many years ago this was. It was like fairly recent, but like not recent enough, you know? Where Instagram featured you on their main page. Oh, really? Do you remember that? Yeah, they did. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, hold on. Now I'm going to search for it while we talk. It's a long time ago, so I don't know if I'll find it. (laughs) But the actual Instagram page featured your watercolors. 
Oh. I was like, what the fuck? These are beautiful. <laughs> and because I like, you know, I'm like very into like visual art and stuff like that. I was like, I'm instantly following this person. And you seemed so nice. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. I'm just gonna treat her like my like I guess like I kind of do that with everybody that I find interesting. I just kind of talk to them. You know, mm-hmm. if, if like if they're like welcome to it or not, I just like, oh my god, this is so cute. Or like I don't feel weird <laughs> depending on like the vibe the person gives me. And you just gave me a very like friendly open vibe. And we just started commenting on each other's stuff and you followed me back and it's just that's essentially what it's been. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> and that's like when i bought your watercolors that i have like hanging yeah. up in my in my apartment like yeah 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 since i took over the bookstore we've been doing it since two for two years now almost two years and i haven't been able to paint or anything like that so i love that like you met me through that way and like we've we've gone on to where that's not even a thing i i really do anymore <laughs> We even collaborated that. that one time. I think it was the yeah. same year that we met. Yeah, we collaborated on some holiday cards. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> those were beautiful holiday cards. They were just like st- like stunning. <laughs> yeah, no, I still have some of them. They're like my fate like uh and I have your little card like hanging up on my fridge. Oh, I love this. It's really sweet. <laughs> Well, so something that I've something that I've like really thought something that I've really appreciated about following you on social media during all of this, Libby, is that you've been very candid about what the experience of being a small business owner during this time. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, could you so you you started this you took over this small business about two years ago Mm -hmm. and, you know, are now, you know, three or four months into covid small business ownership (laughs) so like yeah i mean like this is a this is the broadest question in the world but like what has changed like what have you learned like could you speak to your experience like so much like (laughs) so much to the point where i uh i was i called um jessica who i bought the store from and i was like what do I do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you've been here, you've done this. And she's like, no one has ever been through this before. Like, I can't give you advice. You just have to wing it. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's just been a lot of um, taking it day by day and trying to adapt. And like, I, I follow a couple other businesses on Instagram that I really admire. And I just started kind of taking my cues from them. There's a bookstore in Lawrence, Kansas called The Raven. And they, when their library closed in Lawrence, then The Raven just put out uh, like a shelf of free books for people because they're like, hey, people deserve books and they can't get into the library. And so I was like, that's a great idea. So, so I started putting free books out in front of our store and um, I don't know if you guys, do you guys know about cake plus size in um, Minneapolis? Yes. But Kat runs that place and she sells a lot of her clothes on Instagram. And so I was like, I bet I could I bet I could sell books through Instagram stories. So I just kind of adapted that sort of way. And that's what has really kept us going. When we had to be closed for a little over a month, we're open again. But um during that time, that's where uh 90% of our sales were just coming from Instagram stories. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's just been adapting and taking cues from other small businesses that I admire and um I mean, we're not out of the woods yet, but we're still here, which is really impressive to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Like, it's been so, I've been so heartened, like, watching how, well, not heartened is the wrong word because it's been fucking harrowing, but I've been, it's been so interesting watching how small businesses are, have found creative ways to adapt during all yeah. of this, like, th- you know, using online platforms, you know, ha- like, even so far as like, adjusting their mission to be more just kind of like social justice based has been yeah. so fascinating to me. Um, 
And like, I, the idea of like using Instagram, I don't know. It's just like the, the, the ways that people have adapted and the ways that businesses have changed, like are paths that never even occurred to me before all of this. Yeah. I see that in so many places, even like the late night talk shows that we watch on TV, like have adapted in ways that are not only like very simple, but also like groundbreaking at the same time. It just feels like everybody is just kind of just like, uh, I don't know. Let's see what works. And a lot of it works. Uh, we're all adapting and, and um, it's just a time of innovation and creativity. And I'm just so excited to get to be a part of it. Even if it's also like freaking exhausting. <laughs> oh God. I can't even. Yeah. No, it is so exhausting. <laughs> well, yeah. because I would imagine it shifts like idea of like you go to the store and you have hours and then you come home and you have your life. Mm-hmm. to like if you change everything to an online platform for a month there's no disconnecting work no yeah yeah and it's just like oh, there's just so many huge life-changing decisions that have to be made and i'm just so tired of being the one who has to make them but like also there's not another option so buckle in it's sink or swim and we're like doing our very best to swim here so <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I feel like there are some days everyone is like doing a nice freestyle, and then some days everyone is <laughs> doggy paddling for their lives. Oh my god! That is so a thousand percent exactly what it feels like. <laughs> Where you're like, I am not moving anywhere, but I am I am moving my body. Just yes. stay above water. Yeah, my head's above water, and and that's all I can do today. <laughs> oh my god! Which is sometimes all you need, really. Hmm. You know, you don't really need to push yourself too hard so you don't, like, burn out and then drown. Absolutely. I feel like, like, that's how life always is. Yeah. Because we're all in this very pressurized, concentrated bubble right now, everything feels so much more manic. Mm-hmm. yeah like the, that even though life will always give you the times where you feel like you're doggy paddling and just barely keeping up and barely keeping your head up and the times when you feel like you're a michael phelps in training <laughs> 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 that like it feels more normal when you're not just living in literally a time that has never been like uh, never been seen before right like yeah. there's no quantifying what everyone is experiencing right now huh. right i mean like you know we could uh, there's been a lot of references to like the splant the, the spanish the spanish flu e- epidemic back in like 1918 and like you know we can we can like use that as kind of a reference but the huge difference between what was going on back then and what's going on now is that is the internet is how yeah. much more connected yeah. we are and like so it's it's like it's obviously like a tool that is made semi-normalcy a lot more possible but it's also like because we have access to semi-normalcy there and because of the system that we're all living in and operating under there's the expectation of normalcy which is ridiculous Uh yes i mean like arizona just announced today they're not going to make people wear masks on the state level and i was like they're like we've spent (laughs) enough of our time doing this and i was like we have been in this for three months i think the internet is making people not understand time yeah (laughs) yes like this has been three months the spanish flu lasted four years Uh (laughs) like Uh, oh boy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i don't understand how people don't understand time but (laughs) well and i I think there's also this feeling that like you feel like well i put in three months so i deserve for for our pandemic to be over it's like okay but that is not how that works i literally (laughs) Mm-hmm. no the pandemic doesn't give a shit if you're bored right yeah, right, right. i want that on a t-shirt or like on a mask <laughs> like the pandemic doesn't give a shit if you're bored i would wear that mask to work 
<laughs> I'd say I'd say we get about fifty percent of our customers wear masks, and then the other fifty um, apologize for not bringing their masks with them. <laughs> but I do occasionally get people who are. <sighs> Like the other day, someone said to me, like, I'm so glad that's over. And I was like, what? Oh, not. <laughs> what? Oh, not over. <laughs> I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> and that is why I am currently wearing a mask as you speak to me and say that to me. <laughs> I think some people think I'm just nuts. And, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, it's being, yeah. Like, it's, being, it's being perceived as, like, nuts saves my life potentially yeah i'm fine sweet i'll be the craziest bitch on the block let's go (laughs) like right Uh Right. (laughs) no i've like genuinely stopped so one of the masks that i own makes me it's 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 like a chartreuse like Mm. 3d printed (laughs) and i I, I look i just love the way you describe colors it is a chartreuse (laughs) like there were so many extra syllables in that (laughs) word i love it it's a a chartreuse fucking i look like bane like (laughs) and i i I unabashedly wore that shit to the grocery store and was like i am safer than you i am safer than you (laughs) now stay the fuck away from me (laughs) fuck fuck all of you i've got my shit handled (laughs) i've just i've stopped caring i just yeah yeah so yeah well so you know you're a you are a small business owner and that is amazing but we've also brought you on because you are one of the raddest fatties out there oh (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) well and so i would love and like you know i i feel like i feel like you have kind of like a two-pronged like um a two-pronged attack attack to your brand and that is like small business owner and owner and like unapologetic rad fatty so (laughs) would you mind talking a little bit about like the journey that you've been and i sound like like so woo woo and new agey and bullshit but Mm -hmm. that's like really the best way that i can get into this is like would you mind talking a little bit about like your journey with like fatness and fat acceptance yeah i mean um at this point it's so a part of my every day that it's almost like i don't almost i almost don't have anything to say about it just because it's like <laughs> it's just so a part of who i am at this point but yeah i can't ah, i don't remember when it started but i i do know that it's probably been in the past like three or four years that I've realized that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Does, does every, does every rad fatty have this moment when they realize like, Oh, this goes beyond just like feelings and into like a structural situation that we need to tear down. And so (laughs) I think it's been the past three years or so that I've been like, Oh, if this is so more than just like, um, some people make fun of me sometimes and you know, whatever into like, all right, we're going to, we're going to deconstruct this and, and rebuild the system into God, something the helpful morning. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this pandemic and like also everything that's going on, mm-hmm. like, you know, with black lives matter and people being dicks, like mm-hmm. I've just been sitting so uncomfortably in my body and it's so like I didn't know what to like just like lots of things that I haven't felt in so long have started coming up since this has all started and I literally actually this morning had to tell myself I was like look this is no longer about like your fifis about yourself this is (laughs) about like like it's a it's definitely partially that yes but like you've gotten to the point where it's like now it's time for all the other fatties, you know, that like didn't have the voice. Like you're doing, you're doing the work you're doing, not just for yourself anymore. And it made right. me feel a little bit better, even though like I still feel a little uncomfy. And I mean, that's probably going to last for a little bit, but knowing that there's like a greater purpose and there's like a greater 
I guess, like, reason to my activism outside of just myself makes me feel a little better. Yeah, I think remembering, um, I think when it when it gets to the point where, and, and sometimes this happens where I'm like, what am I even doing? <laughs> like, why, why do I, why do I care about this stuff again? And then you just remember, like, it's not just about me um, at all. And it can breathe some brand new life into you. So yeah. I'm glad you had that moment. Yes. And like, I, I, as I think I might be the oldest person on here right now, like that journey individually with your body is a different process than the journey with how you feel about a system that mm -hmm. oppresses people who look like you. Yeah. And that is actually okay, right? We can like yeah. do our inner work about how we feel about ourselves, which is fluctuating daily, usually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like every I, I I I use this metaphor in singing a lot. Like every day you're different, which means every day your voice is a little bit different. So the more we try to say there is one way to do something, the more you're actually not entertaining the idea that every day is a new day and you are different and yes. like yes and like so that <laughs> means you know every day we might just not feel there might be days you know when i get close to my period i hate my body and i know i'm close to my period because i have that day and i wake up and i'm like ugh, i just hate my body like i feel gross and i feel these ways and then i stop because i'm old enough now to be like you know what I'm going to get in two days? My period. Calm it down, brain. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. I, I'm like, you know, I'm like, like having those cues that you learn and adapt to individually is really great. But we can talk about systems and the systemic nature of how fat people are treated. And it's not about us as an individual. It's about us as a collective. And the thing I love about that is it means we have each other. So those days where I might feel individually a little crummy about my body, I can go and look at something that Keita has said, or Libby has said, or Tracy Cox has said, or, you know, like a, a myriad of people and feel a little bit better because we're interconnected like a net what for each other god i love yeah. that i do love that no we're like a built-in support group genuinely <laughs> yeah well and like yeah. i feel like a lot of i feel like a lot of content that exists just generally in the sphere of the internet there's a lot of there's a lot of just noise and i think that that's i think that that's inherent you know, in, in any space where there's communication is that there's a lot of noise. But like, I feel so fortunate to have tuned in to this little corner of the internet that has such meaningful and life affirming messaging that like, pretty much like I can scroll through like, man, I tell you, I love being an admin on fat chats or not fat chat. Oh, pardon me. Fat out of hell's <laughs> aye, aye, aye. fat out of hell's um, Instagram because I just love scrolling our feed because yeah. like all it takes is just like, all it takes is just like a few like little thumb scrolls down and any, any feeling of just like self ickiness is shut down. And I think that it, I think that it, speaks so much to the importance of like curating that space for yourself and like you know the difference between going through my personal instagram feed which is a lot of like you know friends from high school and you know shit like that versus fat out of hell's highly curated fat positive like intentionally fat positive and vocally fat positive um outlets is is just like such a game changer it is it's so um crucial to to have something like that especially if you have made a commitment to doing the work i mean in yourself but also for uh the community and because i mean it's intersectional right it's like there's more than just fat people. So like when we're talking about how um, um, we as fat people deserve to live under a structure that isn't oppressive, that opens doors for 
Black Lives Matter, for Trans Lives Matter, for, you know, all sorts of different, um, all sorts of these different, um, uh, like, areas that we also get to fight for. Um, and it it opens it up and shows us how, at least for me, how we're all just so connected and we all need each other and we all need each other fighting for one another. And the fact that we found each other in this one little space on the internet is such a, like, glorious treasure, you know? It absolutely is a glorious treasure. <laughs> like, and something that I, like, you know something that I just am like forever grateful for. Like I, mm -hmm. you know, I've, you know, my, my personal journey in like body acceptance and fat acceptance has, you know, started on Instagram, you know? And, and if it hadn't have been for, for these like rad outspoken badass people, you know, badasses, like, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't be here hosting this podcast and, that would suck because I feel like I'm like a real treasure that people really like listening to. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. I, you know, I do, I do think it is also very interesting when you see people who go in, particularly in body liberation work. I remember the moment I was like, I have to start talking about this because it's not about me. I can handle whatever comes my way, but I know so many other fat women who I see collapse when people say things mm -hmm. or get quiet or feel this internalized sense of shame. And like, I think there was this moment where I realized a lot of the people who are also starting to be vocal are those people too, who are like, we deserve better because we are humans and you are dehumanizing us. And when that is your guiding force for the work you do, it also makes you far more interested in all of the intersectionality of that work. Uh -huh. Yeah. Damn y'all. My God. So, I mean, I'm curious, like, so uh, what I've loved about, what I love about Libby's social media, what I love about your social media, Libby, is like how many, like, not only selfies, but like photo shoot pictures you post. Can you talk oh. a little bit about, and like, I think that it is so, like, cool and important to have that practice of, like, photographing yourself and being photographed. Can you kind of, like, can you talk about, like, that that place in your life? Yeah. Well, I will tell you. Hold on just a second. My dog. Oh, yeah. The dog is making so much noise. Go go. This is a this is an animal positive podcast. So <laughs> she's making so much noise. Anyway, um, bus negative yeah. animal positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I actually work for and I'm I'm really good friends with a photographer in Kansas City. Her name's Kinsey Ferguson, and she um she Love. runs a photography business called the Empowerment Photographer. And I discovered her on Instagram and it took me a minute to decide if she was trustworthy or not because <laughs> she's this like thin, white, able-bodied woman. And I'm like, yeah, you all say you're here to empower people. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, it didn't take long before I realized like, oh, she's here for for me and she's here to like, <laughs> like make a difference in the world by showcasing bodies and um so i've actually been working for her for a little while running her instagram account but um yeah and so since i got tied in with her i've had a few photo shoots i think i've done two at this point and i've got another one on the books for my birthday coming up in October. <laughs> i'm really excited about but yeah i think it is Oh, I think it's crucial. I think documenting yourself is so crucial. Um, and just, I, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how to say it. Just that it's, it's so important to me, not only 
that I get to see myself in beautiful ways, um, but also that other people get to see fat people in beautiful and, ways. Yes. Yeah. And, and like joyous and sexy. And yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That is, it's so important. I feel like, especially, um, I think, I think to most people, maybe not for us because we're looking for it, but I think for most people, they see fat people in like two ways. And one way is feeling really shitty about themselves. And the other way is like happy and jolly and here for laughs. You know what I mean? So I think it's really important to find, to like put out, a dynamic presence for for fat people to show like hey guess what i can be quite sexy and i can also be kind of f- filthy you know what i mean like i haven't washed yeah. my hair yeah i'm not wearing makeup and i can i'm still allowed to take a selfie you know what i mean oh yeah i, I think, feel like uh, that people that- don't have that op- they're not allowed to like have dirty hair and ripped clothes <laughs> Or like, it's portrayed like they're slovenly, right. slovenly or slobs, right? Right. Like, like, especially when we talk about, like, the, the dichotomy you described of, like, sad or, uh, like, jolly, I feel like that's been our media representation for so long. Yeah. And with, like, fat men, it's, like, either, like, they're, like, the dad figure or they're, um, like, the slob friend right right where social media has sort of allowed us to like curate and narrate our own stories of like the the holistic nature of what fat people actually are like do you know what i mean like and and i think that blows people's minds because they've only seen portrayals that are like oh you're you're sad because you're fat You're sad about your fat body, right? Like, I mean, I, when, um, what is that Pixar movie with Amy Poehler and... Oh, Inside Out? Inside Out. I was like, oh, yeah, of course, sadness, literally a blob with no neck. Like, the the portrayal of sadness is literally a blob. Like, I was like, uh, I I kind of was (laughs) seething in the movie. I was like... I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time watching. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of that. But yes. (laughs) It is because it, 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 although we are meant to love that character, it is absolutely in that vein of like fat, fat people are sad. Mm -hmm. They just, they want to change. They're just sad, you know, like, or they're sad because they're fat, like somehow, you know, that is the the narrative that gets woven in so many stories. Or, like, the entire reason, like, a shitty show like Biggest Loser exists is it's trauma porn and sadness porn. Mm-hmm. And, like, social media allows us to be like, look, I work out because I fucking love it and give zero shits about whether or not I lose weight. Or, look, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, it allows us to, like, sort of tell our own stories which is why Instagram being awful in its fat musia is real disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's such a like stronghold for so many of us. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's like, there's no other space like it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we couldn't yeah. curate another space like that. Like, so we had have- Tumblr and it died, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will remember Tumblr. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think it is, you know, it's really important for us to just show our lives and to show things we love and, like, like even like the pour over like that yeah like the i love the fuck out of coffee right like and i don't like why should i ever feel i can't talk about it just like anyone else right right like like um there's the idea also that if you're fat on the internet like that's all you're gonna talk about yeah and like i'm a whole entire person 
I have so the much to say. Life. Yeah, <laughs> I have a whole life. Yeah, yeah. Like the first, the first fucking, <laughs> the first half of this podcast was talking about how you're like a badass small business owner. Like we didn't even get into <laughs> you being a rad fatty until halfway through it. We're more That's than just right. our bodies, you know. So, <laughs> I, 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 no, I do have to say. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna, I was gonna um, say something quick about photography what i really enjoy about the photos that you post is that i think that a lot of a lot of fat people on instagram are and i'm i'm prone to this is that they'll post a lot of close-up face selfies mm-hmm. and you you do the full body shots that's really important to me that's really important to me because i have i i spent so Long. Like I'm 36 years old and I spent the first 30 of those years trying so hard to hide it, <laughs> hide my body, <laughs> that at this point, like my body is something I am proud of and my body works so hard for me and she deserves to be celebrated. She's just as much a part of me as my face is. And so, uh, yeah, it's 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 been a practice in, I mean, exposing the rest of the world to fat people, but also just like exposing me to myself as well, because I mean, we get we get these ideas about who we are and what we like, um, and then when we see photos of ourselves, we're kind of taken aback and and shocked because we we see ourselves from from one angle, we see ourselves from the mirror and that is it so so anytime i can get a picture of my body in an angle that i can't get you know from even from a selfie uh that's it's always it's exciting it's oftentimes very challenging usually by the time i post it on my instagram it is a picture that has challenged me and i've come out the other side like feeling way more appreciative of it than i was before so it's more like a by the time it gets on my instagram it's like i at this point i'm I'm building a monument to this like to this uh growth that happened in my life in that i you know saw this part of my body in a new way and um really liked it you know what i mean which is a big deal it's a really big deal when you're cultured into a world that wants you to hate yourself and um and you did do that for most of it. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I've never, <laughs> I've, I, that actually, I'm, I'm, I'm chewing on that in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I am speechless. And that is hard to do. I'm like, I really, I love that. That idea of like how we grow is sometimes internal confrontation and it's a way to look at the external internally right like yeah like to and that i think is like a really fascinating activity and now i'm gonna take all the photos of me and just look at them and then do it think about it (laughs) do it well because like something like something that i have not done like i there are not many full body pictures of me and it's because i'm still very much like on on that journey you know i'm Mm -hmm. i'm not and i'm not there yet and i'm excited for when i am but it's interesting like (laughs) looking back on you know like on facebook and whatever they have that like on this day and in you existing on this platform it's interesting because I've always, you know, as a, you know, as a fat person forever, I, I have always been hyper aware of my body. And so I'll look back at things that I've posted in the past that I'll describe a situation or I'll just, I'll be, I'll be describing, you know, something that's going on in my life that I'll read that and I'll be like, I know exactly what I looked like at that moment. And I remember making a conscious decision of not putting it out there, which is so unfortunate because there are so many times where I'm like reading something and, you know, seeing myself talk about something that is impactful and that was important in my life. And I have no visual evidence of it because I was so not able to, I I wasn't, 
emotionally able to handle it, which is such a disservice to the work I've done and the and the life I've led. You know, I deserve, you know, fat people deserve to have to not feel ashamed of what they've looked like at certain points in their life. And I don't know. It's it's I'm I I'm want to like leave this conversation and like take pictures of my body. You know what I mean? Because I <laughs> do it. Yeah. Do because it. I, well, because like you know I'm in a fucking pandemic and like yeah I've gained weight, but like it's because it's a fucking pandemic and I can't leave my apartment and like how right. and like you know I've gained weight because I've survived a pandemic and shouldn't that shouldn't I you know. Shouldn't there be a monument to that? There should be. There should be yeah. a fucking statue well, of my of my fat body outside my apartment window because I f- <laughs> fucking survived a pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And so many people have not. And so the fact that anyone could have any... Uh, uh, all this weight loss, like, pandemic stuff, it gets me all up in my, all up in my feelings. Because, like, there's... Oh, there's so much more in this world. There's so much more to deal with. Yeah. There's so much more in this world and there's so much more in this. Like why people like are choosing to talk about it in the larger structure of things that there are so many things to talk about right now. Like what a waste of time and energy. Also, like, we see you. Every time you post shit like that, we see you. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, and I don't think people get it. Like, they don't get how much we see it and we clock it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, it's like, great. Well, now I know where I stand with you because mm-hmm. that's how you feel. Great. Now I know not to invest time and energy into our relationship because. This is how uh, this you talking about this in this way is actually you talking about every fat person, you know. Yeah. And I think that even more like bullshit aspect is like, you know, like sometimes you come across people that like, you know, pay attention to your social media, you know, oh, yeah. and they still post shit like that. Even like, and I mean, I, they're, they follow a ton of people. Right. And of course, their life doesn't like hang on to just what you (laughs) post obviously but i feel like if you have a friend who is so like outspokenly against something especially when it comes to like their livelihood and the livelihood of others that look like them and you still make the conscious effort to post shit that's harmful to them that's fucked up yeah that's really fucked up like because i I have a couple friends like that and it's just like, like I see this shit and they like they're like oh like you know they they react to like the like they do like the 100 re- reaction to like what you just said about like body positivity and blah 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 and then turns around and then talks about like the quarantine 15 and shit like that and I'm like what are you doing Ugh. make up your mind Ugh. what's that yeah you make up your mind exactly <laughs> yeah well there there's people that I you know have talked to or People who have been like, hey, you know, you've taught me so much about this and blah, 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 blah. And then they make a hilarious little meme uh, about, you know, the quarantine 15 or whatever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What have you learned from me? What have you learned from me (laughs) if this is the kind of shit you're still posting? But also, I, in that moment, I am making it about me. (laughs) And I know that everybody has their own journey to get woo woo (laughs) um but also it's just like and also it is harmful to me and it pisses me off (laughs) yeah 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 i think it's also hard because it's like when you call someone out for it a i mean people get defensive right which is like okay that is sort of human nature but i need you to take a step back but the other thing is like they get defensive and it goes back to this conversation of, I understand that perhaps today you're not feeling great about yourself, but you just put this on a public platform where a lot of people can see it. And if you appreciate the work I do, which is talking about systems and structures and why uh, anti-fatness 
is really damaging for all of us, you would know better than to post it. And you would call a friend and say, I'm having a real hard day with how I feel about my body. And that is a legitimate conversation you can have with the people close to you in your life. Mm. For sure. Yeah. I asked on my Facebook maybe like six months ago or something. I was like, honestly, I really do want to know the answer to this question. Would you rather me um, respond to your post and say, this is fat phobic and here's why? Or would you rather me just unfriend you because I truly can't decide which I should do? And everybody was like, tell me, I want to know. And then I do. And then, <laughs> and then it turns into this whole like conversation with so much labor. So it's like, no, I think I'd rather just unfriend you. <laughs> I'm not going to ask your opinion anymore. <laughs> Fucking oh, genuinely. Gosh. <sighs> God. I feel like I have to tell this story. Maureen knows this story. Oh, I was I, I was in the front lines of this story. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so there's a person that we both are acquainted with in Chicago who's a singer. And she has said some pretty terribly fat phobic things. And I uh, have said to her, this is fat phobic. She also started this thing in a forum. And apparently she was drunk and just said... You know, it's something, it was essentially about intentional weight loss posts and that if you didn't like them, you could just go fuck the fuck off. <laughs> and oh, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't know the nature of the post. Ugh. Oh, yeah. And so I spent a lot of time and energy explaining why this was dangerous and this wasn't good. And she never, I like ended up fighting with people for hours, right? I mean, fighting is this term, but like sort of trying to dismantle what people were saying for hours. She never came back to comment on the post. She never talked about the post. And then she kept, like, posting fatphobic things on her Facebook, so I unfriended her. And, um, like, a week and a half ago, maybe now? So someone we're both mutually friends with, who is a director in Chicago, uh, posted about an experience she had with fatphobia. And this person was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happens. And I'm like, you can't. And I'm <laughs> you like, really? I... I like went off and I was like, 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 and I was like, I was like, oh, and this experience and this experience. And then she had, oh, and the Jesse had fucking receipts. Like, it was, I had receipts. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, I was like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm." no, no, no. And then she had the nerve to like tag the only person she is close with who is fat in her responses. To be like, to like, to like basically have this person come in and defend her. No. And then she was like, she said, like, I was being, you know, I was taking away from the original post and that she has an eating disorder and I'm attacking her even though she has an eating disorder, all these things. And then she was like, well, if you want to follow up, just email me. And so I sent her an email and I, uh, LinkedIn. I said, I I sent her an email. She said, just email me. So I like sent her an email and I had CC'd the person she kept tagging to be like, this is also inappropriate that you're like trying to tag this person. And she never sent me an email back, but the, her fat friend did. So this person has never sent me an email back about what was said. And I sent a long email back after the friend sent me an email that was like, this person still never apologized and has a certain level of privilege that they've dismissed entirely what they've done because they think that because they didn't come back and comment on it, they didn't participate in it when they started the whole thing. And like, no response, none. And I actually, uh, I, Maureen has read all of my responses to everyone. And I like ended with like, I really hope you do the work to, if, if you actually say you care about this friend, and if you actually say you care about getting better, I hope you do the work. Here are some people to follow. Here's some stuff to read. And like, I still have never heard anything. Mm. And was well, like, well, that says a lot about you. Yeah. Well, we hold. So, I mean, I keep going back to this. We were, we have been conditioned to feel this certain way, and so it's so disorienting to have someone else come in here and say, like, "Hey, 
you don't have to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> and for her to like on that post sort of paint me out to be the angry fat person. Well, I uh. can't believe you've been holding on to this for this long. I can't. And I'm like, it's not that I've been holding on to this for this long. I made a choice to no longer deal with you as a person because of your behaviors. Mm-hmm. And you are so caught up in yourself that you don't even know that because you did hurtful things that were explained to you that were hurtful over and over to a point that you just did not care about other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that oh people people just need to do better. <laughs> so honestly, I think that that's that may be a good place to to leave it. Um, but I do wanna I do wanna like kind of do final thoughts. So does anybody have any final thoughts that they wish to share? I can go first. Lives matter, bitches. <laughs> so sorry. Oh no! What did you say? Say it again and louder. Black lives matter, but black <laughs> lives matter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Done. No, yeah. never apologize for that. Fuck. <laughs> I apologize for cutting you off, not for what oh, I said. Okay, good. Let <laughs> 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 be clear. Good. <laughs> Fucking good. Always cut me off. No, I just think like. Yeah, I think that fat people should not be afraid to be visible and fat people should do work to be visible. That's my final thoughts. And we can end it there if we want. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I always go last for final thoughts because I always go and then and then. But also, um, uh, my final thought is, yes, fat people should be visible. And uh, if you are fat and you care about humanity you should also be doing the work for black lives matter right now mm-hmm. yes yep it is yeah. intertwined with each other <laughs> <laughs> all right mm-hmm. well libby thank you so much yeah. for joining us this has been a pleasure this has been so fun i love talking to you guys <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yay. All right. Bye, babies. <laughs> bye, babies. Bye. bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on all the social media places as Fat Out of Hell Pod and all the podcast places as Fat Out of Hell. And you can shoot us an email at fatoutahellpod at gmail.com. Bye, babies. <laughs>